Good evening, everyone, Hey-o. and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, today we're going to be uh, doing Witchboard 2, uh, The Devil's Doorway, <laughs> which uh, is not as good as I remember it, I will say. Uh, I Just remember as good as I remember movie. it. Great movie. Great movie. I, 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 I'm not saying I dislike it. Yeah. I'm just saying that I remember this movie being drastically better. Is that weird? Like, yeah. I, th- I thought this movie was considerably better than the first one. You may still feel that way, but I feel like the first one was a better movie in, in yeah. rewatching. Yeah, it kind of is, but I still enjoy this one. This one's a little faster paced. Oh, me too. And the first one didn't yeah. have Amy Dolan's either, so you got that going <laughs> for it. That's fair. It, yeah. Um, this movie... I don't know. You know how like it seems like in the 80s there were a bunch of those franchises that would just take a movie that they'd made like Evil Dead mm-hmm. or, or, you know, one of those other movies, uh, the Phantasm, uh, any of those things where it's like, here's here's our first one. Aliens is a great example, too. And Terminator 2. We've got mm-hmm. this core story. What if we amp it up to, you know, the nth degree, add yep. guns, you know, like phantasm style where it's like, aha, what if we had crazy guns in a big car and made it really <laughs> nuts? Um, and that works for so many movies. And I thought that was going to be kind of the deal with this. And it seems like the exact opposite yeah. where they like went they t- they backwards. They took all their extra money and just made Evil Dead two camera shots. They definitely ripped <laughs> off a bunch of Evil Dead stuff in this. There were some fun camera shots in this movie. Yeah, I really definitely. dug some of the camera work. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy is clearly a very talented filmmaker. Um, and he he does really fun stuff with his shots. And, you know, he cribs here and there. But, you know, <laughs> it's fun cribbing. Um, it's so funny, and, too. I, w- I was looking back through all of our episodes because I had sworn that we had did this movie already. <laughs> And like the whole like ha- I know in the whole half of the f- the first half of the movie I kept thinking like man where did we rip on these Evil Dead ripoff shots and like <laughs> joke about the flying buzzsaw before the hippie lady like I just in my head we had talked about all of that before and I'm, it must have been something so else so weird <laughs> so many episodes they all blend together exactly and we we do have a tendency to do sequels before doing the first one this is the mm-hmm. first time we've done first movie then second yeah. movie right in a row which is nice we're getting better um, at this thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if are we gonna do three? Three is a bit of a slog if I remember it. I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember a really? damn thing about it. I remember thinking it was gonna be a garbage and I remembered thinking it was actually pretty okay. decent. But again, cool. I, could be, I could be totally wrong and I don't remember a damn thing about it either. So. Interesting. In my mind, it's um it reminds me in my in my memory, it's like a full moon movie. Like I remember it being this kind of like soap opera e shots and like that early nineties like weird wash look on everything. I don't know. I but think I'll give it. I'll, I'll do I think it. I'll give, I'll give it a watch tonight or tomorrow and see if it's worth it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> um, all right. So let's let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Witchboard two. So movie starts with our main character Paige. Uh, pulling up to her brand new apartment, her $700 apartment that she's about to rent. It's a nice rent for that place. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I don't know if that's good rent or not, but... Uh, that place is enormous, though. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's really gorgeous. It's, not gorgeous, enormous. Well, it's both. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love, absolutely love these types of things. I mean, I, I talk about this all the time, but that type of loft apartment was like always my dream apartment. It was like mm-hmm. the... 
Wanted Dead or Alive, Black Moon Rising, like all these movies that had the like some crazy guy just has like part of an industrial building. And so there's like a there's a basketball hoop down on one end and he keeps all his guns in a secret cabinet. And there's, in, you know, in, in, in a pink neon sex light. <laughs> fucking pink neon sex light. So good. God, I need to get one of those. Yeah. So I, I love her apartment. Um, yeah. So so the, she gets in. Um, the manager brings her up. He's this lecherous, like Ron Jeremy looking mustache guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's like, he looks like Mario from the super Mario brothers cartoon, like yeah. the, the live action. And then just, um, just stares at her butt relentlessly. Yes. He's, <laughs> he is a lech is what they're, what they're trying to prove. Uh, he keeps creeping on her and like, keeps creeping her out. She keeps like noticing and then just being like, all right, get through it, and I can get the apartment. I live right next door. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be needing help. I think I'll be good for (laughs) So he keeps saying those things. He's, like, swigging out of his flask. He's, like, doing everything (laughs) to just get across the fact that he's a dirtbag. Yeah. And and so she's she basically says, oh, wow, it's nice. I'll take it. And he goes, okay, what's your name? God, as just somebody like who's rented, <laughs> just just like it. It's just like apartment mart in Portland, yeah. where you don't put a, a. It's not six months down plus damage deposit plus like blood typing and drug 30, tests. Plus thirty dollar application fee. Oh my God, yeah that that is apartment mart. Uh, yeah, insanity. So nice, nice fantasy element to this where you can just walk in and say, <laughs> "I'll be in next week." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love how he's so surprised by that too. He's yeah, like, I love so, that. So when do you want to move it? Oh, that's soon. Well, it's like, dude, the place oh. is already open, clean. Yeah, <laughs> it's clean. It's ready to go, man. Yeah. Oh, that's soon. Oh, geez. Uh. Uh, I don't know what to do. Already mentioned all the furniture has been steam cleaned. Like, what is the it's, shock about moving in? Yeah, the place is ready to go, Not man. I, I don't yeah. get it. And then he's he makes sure that he warns her. That, uh, well, okay, so you're going to have to deal with my wife, not me, because she really owns the building. I'm just the super. And uh, she's a little eccentric. Eccentric? Yeah. Well, she still thinks it's 1969. And it's like, okay. And then it turns out that she's a stereotypical hippie, played by Lorraine Newman. <laughs> uh, Connie Conehead from the original yes, SNL. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And this is also uh, this is totally the cartoon character role for this movie. Just mm-hmm. like uh, they they toned down the cartoon characters. I feel like we only got yeah you one only got power. one yeah yeah. I mean, and then you get the the trash man at the end, but you, you have this. So Those yeah, are the guys in the first movie too. Yeah, I right? know. Yeah, such a <laughs> such a good poll. Yeah, I was really happy about that. Um, yep. Yeah, so the uh, they leave. And a Ouija board slaps against the wall. And <laughs> I love when the Ouija I, board first comes out of the closet. It does a whoosh. <laughs> like, it's it's like sci-fi noise when it yep. hits the ground. It just falls yeah, out. So, yeah, yeah, it's like... Play uh, with me. <laughs> yep. It's a week later. She's moving in. She meets uh, She meets the, the landlady. Uh, Elaine? Is it oh. Elaine or Ellen? Ellen? I don't remember. I don't either. I'm a hippie. I think... It's probably Elaine. Uh, you know, she she has a little comedy moment with her and her dog. And she's yeah. like, I named it after this song, you and me and a dog named 
do? And she's like, I think it's Boo. Who would name, Who would dog name a dog? Boo. <laughs> there it is. I don't know so, that song. Do you? I do. Yes. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't get the joke. It just went right. I never heard this song. <laughs> or even Fair heard enough. Of song. I mean, honestly, the joke is barely there to begin yeah. with. Even <laughs> even though the song does exist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so she has she has some little moments. She's like, "Wow, that looks heavy. You should get that upstairs." And she's like, "This part mm-hmm. so bothered me." This. Uh. Yeah. Amy Dolan's is carrying her uh, artist easel because she's going to be a artist. Yep. And she's like, she's so over the top with the facial expressions about how heavy it is. It's like almost like a high school play. Like, like, oh, yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. This is so heavy. And then, and then it's the other joke. <laughs> what could you possibly like, do about it? Yeah. Put it know, down? Set it down. It's got flat <laughs> edges all around it. She can easily just set that there to talk. But she like holds it awkwardly the whole damn time. <laughs> yep. So that was, that was our comedy for, for the time being. Yeah. It was very uh, funny. So, it was very, very funny. So Paige puts her clothes in the closet and we get this the the overhead shot where we see that there's a Ouija board, but she can't see it. And then it falls down with spaceship noises. Yeah. And and she's startled because it's she didn't me, expect spaceship Ouija. noises. <laughs> yes. Mario and a Ouija. Oh God. This movie could have been called Mario and a Ouija. Damn it. <laughs> Ah shit. Okay. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I still like it. Yeah. Uh so she picks it up and she puts it on the table with the planchette on top of it and then puts more stuff away and then finally comes back to the board and she's like, "Hello, anybody home?" And the planchette slides to, "Yes." I thought that was really cool. Me too. And it didn't waste I any like, time. It was just like a stupid throwaway joke. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit's getting real. Yeah. Like, instantly. Yep. We, we get right into it, which is nice. Um, so she she's mostly unfazed by this. She's not like freaking out like, I need to burn this thing. I need to move out of this apartment. That would be like, me. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that would be a lot of people. Yeah. I think a big majority of people would see that happen and go, cool. I would like my money back for rent um, (laughs) or I'm going to set fire to this apartment and I'm going to walk out. Uh, Go fuck yourself. This place is haunted. Can I have Uh, an application feedback? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She says, no, she's like, I want to hang out with this ghost. Yep. Uh, And so she says, who's there? The board spells out Susan. Yeah. What are you doing here? Promo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this whole, and so, <laughs> yeah, so dumb. I, I like the idea that she was trying to say demo. I'm sorry, you have to pay the extra $10 to get the professional version of Ouija board. Yeah. Uh, sorry, this is just the promo. Um, but it's we not. Just she just shareware. <laughs> yes, the Ouija board knows about her promotion at work. She's up for a big CPA promotion at her accounting job. And she's like, oh, you know about my promotion. How do I get it? What? And it just goes away, just slips to goodbye, which is a lot of what this Ouija board does. It like gets panicky and it's just like, fuck you, I'm leaving. Yep. And I feel like a lot of problems could have been solved in this movie if it just would have talked. But I guess at a certain point, it's trying to manipulate her. Yeah. But it feels like in the beginning, it just could have talked and it would have been a lot easier. Um, but the scene would have gone on forever, and it's not very interesting to watch. <laughs> and if you notice too, like if you notice too, like you don't see any like wide shot right now. 
you see Amy's mm-hmm. hands going in a circle, but it cuts up to her yeah. like from neck up and like hands in a circle <laughs> again. Yeah. I just, did they fuck up the shot or just, it just seems like the weird, there would be like a medium shot there of her <laughs> moving in a circle. It is weird. I, I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't know what its purpose is, but yeah, the, definitely it's weird that there isn't something interim for that. Yeah. Or it might just be that, you know, they were saving time and they were like, we're just going to shoot these things separately. Yep. And it, we've got a thousand cuts that are going directly to a Ouija board. Let's shoot them all at once and then just plug them in, you know, just yep. timestamp them and be like, all right, they go here. Fuck it later. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Um, Just so, like they probably shot all those dream sequences at once, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, this um, is a different dream. Add more candles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a third dream. Put more streamers on the ceiling. <laughs> I really wished something had happened in any one of those dream sequences. The hands. Those dream cool. scenes, I mean, like, well, they were all, like, walking down. Basically They're all the same walking, exact beginning. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's you get one moment of something cool and a lead up. That's like a cut scene from a final fantasy game, yes, and after but it's the, the same cut scene. The same damn cut right. scene. Just with more yeah, streamers exactly. or more candles. <laughs> right. Precisely. Um, so uh, the, it turns out that the board has, uh, has pieced out because her aggro cop boyfriend has shown up in the apartment has like, she doesn't lock the door behind her in that neighborhood. You know, like bad decisions all around. You can see how she might be someone who would be easy to possess with a Ouija board when she's making decisions like yeah. leaving that fucking door open. I hate this um, cop guy too. He's just too unlikable from the, from the int- get-go. It's interesting because the, the way that they're playing it off and making all of these moments of like, I think they did go too far. Mm-hmm. I wish they had, because... They they went just far enough that you were like, I bet he's abusive. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming he's an abusive guy. Mm-hmm. But he kind of, I don't think he really did anything particularly bad in those situations. I think they were trying to get him just, just enough that you're like, you assume that he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that this, you know, that this little little artsy kid is going to be the knight in shining armor that's going to save the day and all that. Yeah, but he uh, is re- he is really fucking unlikable though. Yeah, you are not wrong. And it's so weird too because like every uh, the three main characters in this movie, uh, well, Amy changes obviously because of the progressive entrapment, right? But it's like the uh, photographer becomes a completely yep. different person, and the cop becomes a completely different person in the end of the movie. Like they they switch roles. <laughs> True. Yeah. Absolutely. And the but cop has an arc where he feels like he's kind of, you know, he's kind of getting, getting with his life. And he's like, I made some mistakes. He's like, Oh yeah, I really wasn't listening to you when you were Mm -hmm. talking and all those, he kind of, he kind of comes in there and he's like, Oh, you know, I was a bad person. Maybe I should change my ways. And so at the end, he, when he's a different person, it doesn't feel like he just became a different person because it made sense for the story. But that's how it feels to the photographer to me. Like, I feel like the photographer started out well, nice. Absolutely. became, like, a super douche. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... Oh, yeah, th- this is when we... Uh, oh, we yeah. We find out he's a cop, too. We find out he's a cop, and he calls the place a dump. Yeah. Which I think was the first moment of, like, oh, come on. Okay, that's over the top being a dickhead. Mm-hmm. 
And so she's moved I've out of their house. I've lived in dumps before. This isn't a dump. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That is not a dump. No. 100% not a dump. Um, and so, <laughs> so he's totally unsupportive. She wanted to be an artist, so she broke up with him and moved out. It doesn't even seem... Uh, she says ex-boyfriend, but it seems more like she just, like, peaced out and didn't say anything. It feels less like they actually broke up. His his ostensible reason for being there is that she forgot her accounting book. Well, yeah, um, that, that and he says that line where it's just like, you didn't have to move out. You could have just painted your shit right. in the garage. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, after after insulting her by going... What you're an artist now because yeah. you drew a few pictures in grade school? <laughs> okay, yeah. So cool he, dude. yeah. So Mitch sucks, yeah. and then then we have this the the switcheroo where we have the nice neighbor come in, and he's like, you know, he's is he the he's not the son of the owner. He's a uh, he? he's the hippie's brother. The, the owner's sister. oh okay okay. I mean All the right. owner's so, brother. Got it. Okay. Got it. So, uh, yes. So he comes in because he hears the argument and he's like, he wants to white knight the situation. He comes in and he's, mm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to help out. And, and so he basically shows up. He says that he's a cop and by showing his badge and our, our supposed hero here, Russell, takes down his badge number and calls uh, it back to him. He's yeah. like, so when I call your superior, I should say that your badge number is 2675. <laughs> oh, shit. That always works. Every yeah. time you get pulled over, I recommend to everybody out there, take down the <laughs> cop's badge number, read it back to him. He'll be impressed as fuck, and he'll let you go every time. Yep. Never Just pay a, kidding. Never pay a speed ticket again, kids. <laughs> Just kidding. He will smash your teeth out with a billy club and leave you for dead on the sidewalk. You owe high uh, medical bills, Fudbox Monster Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Don't listen to it. No. No. <laughs> it's it's the director of Witchboard that owes you money. Yeah. Uh, so Russell introduces himself and... Uh, just says, hey, I'm this guy. I live next door-ish. <laughs> um, and so we cut directly to her work at uh, Mentone and Sons Accounting Firm. Yeah. So she's she's at her job. She's acting mousy. She's very, like, she's afraid of everybody. She's acting she's, really... She's, like, got, she's got her stutter super down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's really, like, she's basically proving that she's, like, a doormat. <laughs> so, so she asks a co-worker about a file that... Only this coworker would have had access to, and she plays dumb, even though she's up for the same CPA position as her. So clearly, this woman has stolen this file to make her look bad, and in a move that is really reeks of super criminal, she puts the stolen file in her drawer yeah. instead of burning it or throwing it in the shredder. Taking it home with you, yeah. <laughs> Take it home with you at the end of the day and throw it in the furnace. People are bad about that. Uh, so now we cut to another comic relief scene with Lorraine Newman. She's like gossiping about the gay neighbors in their basement yeah. while they're doing laundry. Uh, there's a writer in unit B who never smiles or leaves. And you're like, wow, how are these characters going to come into play? Yeah. Huh. Oh, I know they're not. <laughs> That's there's no point to that scene whatsoever. No. It seemed like and it really felt like they were setting too, something uh, up. 
also in that scene, Amy, Amy mentions that, um, she goes, wow, you know everybody in this building. Well, yeah, when you showed up, there was just five buzzers on the thing, and you're the landlord. <laughs> you know everybody in the As building. the landlord, I know all five all people five who live here. All five of my tenants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a really attentive landlord. Um, yeah. So she asks, uh, so Paige asks this landlady about Susan, and she has a little look on her face, but then gets interrupted by Jonas, the the skis ball, who is the landlady's husband, who proceeds to hit on Paige right in front of his wife. Which is um, so weird because his wife calls him out on it. But then yeah. later on, Russ says that the wife never noticed any of the, the cheating or his flirtery. Like, yeah. in her own world, she never notices. But, like, we clearly see her calling him out on it, saying he's making a so, fool of himself. I hate to I hate to cut to the end and get way past everything. We do it every episode. But is he in on it? I, I'm still is who Russell or the yeah? I'm Russell. still confused. Did, did he help with this? Because so clearly Jonas or the wife killed her, killed her, right? I think it was the wife that killed her. But there, it's so awkwardly unclear. At yeah, the they, end. they have not told Ghost, Ghost, okay. Ghost Page says. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at you or anything. She killed me. But like in the flashback, it oh. seems like it was him or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Confusing. All right. I was hoping so, you were going to clear that shit up for me. So I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> All I know is that, uh, that do doesn't like being called a DOG. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Uh, so uh, Elaine Very and Jonas intense. go back. Yeah. Elaine and Jonas uh, go back to their apartment, leaving Paige alone in the basement. She hears spooky noises and clanging and banging. And then Russell's there and startles her. And he she knees him in the balls. And he is rolling around on the floor for like 15 minutes of Forever. screen time that we did not need to see. No. That that could have been cut right after she kneed him in the balls, basically. Could have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Ding. Yeah. And then cut. <laughs> Nothing important happens. No. It's just like pointless banter. He's there checking the boiler for leaks because Jonas is incompetent. We don't need to know any of that shit. No. And this movie I also mean, wants to be The Shining sometimes. It absolutely. Check, checking the boiler, act to the door, act to the check. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There's a lot of shining in this. But also... It wants to be a mystery, and I appreciate that about it, and it it does work for that, but I wanted this to be a shitty slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things where they're constantly red herring throwing for all these, like every MacGuffin that's thrown out here, where it's like, I'm just down here checking the boiler. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh. No, wait, no. Uh. So th- just a shit ton of scenes that are thrown out to mess with you, to make you, to, to throw you off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that time could have been used doing crazy special effects shit that would have been more fun in this type of movie. That is more for the audience that is actually being addressed here. You know, that my, my personal <laughs> two cents. But uh, so she said, oh, God. This is when you know that Russell's a fucking creep instantly. When he's like, "You have a nice face." Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Hit, I'm not hitting oh, no. on you. I'm a photographer. Oh. I just want to. Oh. Oh. Photographers are never creepos. Got it. Uh, so. But no, no, yes. it's wholesome. I, sh- I shoot for Bikini Magazine. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I shoot for Girls and Corpses Magazine. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, shit, um, I remember that. 
<laughs> uh, I used to carry it out of shits and giggles yep. because one of the guys that worked with me at Spooky World did corpses for it. Oh, cool. And so I was like, like he made did makeup effects. But then literally all of the people who would look at it on the shelf were the most terrifying people I've ever had in my store. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to cut this because this is giving me the heebie-jeebs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, he she asks if he shot Susan. Like, did you did you take photos of Susan? Photos and of he's Susan, like, not oh, shooter. Yeah. Not shooter in the face. Uh, and she's like, Yeah, yeah, totally. I I did. Or actually, he says, Oh, who told you that? Oh, Ellen. Yeah. You know, there are three forms of communication in this place: telephone, telefax, and telellen, or whatever the fuck he says. Oh, I think it was Elaine. Uh, yeah, telellen. Telellen. Tell <laughs> Got it. It's Elaine. It was a very uh, yeah. funny joke. It was a very funny joke that has never been heard before. And so what the hell now is a we cut back. <laughs> Nobody calls it a telefax. <laughs> Maybe when it was brand new. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just thinking of that too. Maybe. I don't think so. I've always just heard facts. <laughs> and why does that building have a fax machine in the eighties? That seems weird. Well, this is uh, 93. Okay, so- 93. This movie was 93. Are you <laughs> fucking seven, kidding seven me? Seven years after Witchboard. Yeah. Holy crap. This movie has 87 written all over it. That is weird. I actually kind of appreciate what they did with this movie, considering when it was made. It feels more like one of those fun, like, get a crew together, make a movie kind of things than like those 90s, like, you know, media video hires you to shoot something kind of thing. That's kind of cool. I dig that. Um, so we cut to the slow-mo evil dead camera approaching Paige's loft. <laughs> and Paige gets into a no nudity bath. Yes. And she's being watched by ghost cam. She's like, she keeps seeing it. She keeps looking back and forth. And then she gets out of the, out of the bathtub and goes for the Ouija board. Cause she's like, Hmm, there's a spirit here watching me. I should go talk to it. I, I love that. I love that. Um, Apparently, uh, Amy Dolan has a no nudity clause, but I feel like this oh. movie. Uh, hey, good I, for I, guess, her. I guess the producers asked Kevin Tenney to talk her out of it, and he was like, um, "No." No. <laughs> so, but it, in its place, it seems like they tried to get like every inch of skin of her as they possibly could. In oh, movie, absolutely. Where it's yeah. just like, where it's like, especially when she starts changing after the possession, mm-hmm. after the uh, the um, where it's like she's just wearing the shortest shorts possible. And, and they were that, they were that into it. It's like, yeah, once uh, they start swearing more, like the first movie, but but then they start dressing sexier too. That's a total <laughs> sign of demonic uh, <laughs> position. <laughs> and then they rescind their nudity clause. That's yeah. another thing that they do. They go to the producer of the film and say, "I'll totally appear in a shower scene." <laughs> um, I was beyond shocked that when she switches bodies at the end. She didn't because she she goes into a, a moment when she's like, do you like my body? Do you like how sexy it is? And she has that like top that's like tied with a loose yeah. knot. And I was like, oh, this is this is where they're going to get boobs into it. Yep. I was like, nope. Oh, no, they didn't go there, which is weird because like in her promo photo shot, they gave her a topless scene, too, which was very strange. Yeah. And they uh, and this is from a New Republic video, too. They were kind of big booby pushers back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, there's all, this movie 
has very little of all of the things that make a genre movie a genre movie. It's missing a lot of like, there's only one really gratuitous kill. Yeah. There's barely any, any gore. There's, um, very little one, the one gratuitous kill is great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's two people, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The the hippie and the landlord. And then Russell at the end. Oh, yep. Yeah. Three. So yeah, it's three. Very low weak, body. Pretty count. weak body count there, which board two. Clearly, clearly not a slasher movie. No. So, um, so she goes to the board. She's like, she finds out that it's Susan's board. She finds out that she was an artist, and then Susan spells help and doesn't explain again. We don't get any kind of yeah. background for why she's saying these things. Nope, nothing. And then she just kind of goes away. And then we cut to Jonas in the basement polishing his tools if you know what i'm saying and uh no not a metaphor uh an axe flies at his head and sticks in the wall and he's like hey who's there (laughs) my favorite reaction to nearly being decapitated by a flying axe hey who's that oh oh, wow that's just becoming like a uh, witchboard trademark at this point that happened to the first one too Remember, Did it really? Like a, yeah, remember when the, his friend threw the hatchet at his head <laughs> at the construction right. site and it banged right next to him? He was just oh, like, there's hey, so, you could have killed me, you rascal. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many continuing tropes from that in this. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of things carry over. Like, the ending is almost identical. Yep. So, uh, yes. So but they added he, a Sharpie this time. <laughs> absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love I love this moment when we get the other like weird evil dead tracking shot of the with the the blade in front of the camera oh, yeah. following Jonas through the basement. Yeah. So he's running and running and he finally gets to a door and slams it. All of the tools that were following him to try and kill him <laughs> clatter on the floor after hitting the door. I love it. Love it. Absolutely awesome. Really fun. And he's like, "Well, that supernatural thing that happened to me is over. I'm completely safe because certainly ghosts can't get through doors is, I guess, what he thinks. And uh, he backs up into the boiler and it kills him. Which answers our question from the first movie when the ghost made the water really hot. Did they heat the water or did they tamper with the furnace? We've learned that they there tampered it is. with the furnace. They made the furnace an inferno. <laughs> it's perfect. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Okay, it's crazy so, that they plotted this out like when writing the first movie. Like they plotted out seven years ahead. They're yeah, crazy. they were, like, they were the, just the, like the saw people <laughs> waiting to explain that. Uh, yeah. So after killing him, Susan swings back into the Ouija board and tells Paige that Carla stole her file. Yeah. So that that lady's name was Carla, apparently. And so the next day, uh, Paige goes rooting through Carla's desk where she has fucking insanely kept the, the evidence and she finds the file. Carla confronts her about getting into her, into her desk and Paige is extreme. Paige is now swearing for the first time. Is there anything time. more sexy than Amy Dolan's dropping F-bombs aggressively? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> she goes, shut the fuck up. It's so cute. It's awesome. <laughs> If you ever pull a stunt like this again, you'll need a calculator to count the teeth you'll be missing. Ah, oh, <laughs> Kind of loved it. Yeah. Um, so now she's full of confidence and swear words, which we know from before. 
is a bad sign. If she's swearing, that's part of the progressive entrapment from the first film. Only they up so, the ante in this because dressing sexy is the, also the thing. <laughs> no, I've done that already, but I, I just love that that's a I gimmick. I absolutely love it. Oh, oh, completely. Like, can you notice her being more confident, uh, swearing more, um, dressing sexy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did Tanya, Tony Katane get I don't dressed so. sexier? I, I was trying to think. She, I mean, she I was can... dressed like an Amish woman in the first few scenes of that movie. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that she does sex it up at some point. But it, I just remember her dressing like, like at the end when she was finally possessed, she was dressed in like a suit and tie. She had like a, like a bowler hat or something and like a, a tie and jacket. So yeah, really? I don't think she did. What's funny? No, not really. In the, in the graveyard scene where they go dig it, trying to dig up the grave in this and she's wearing those Daisy Duke shorts. I'm just like, why would you wear those to go night <laughs> at night grave digging? Like your whole legs are going to get bit up by mosquitoes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Don't you have better grave digging gear? Yeah. <laughs> everybody has their own special grave digging gear that they carry. Um, all right. So do, do, do. Oh, yeah. So the, the cop boyfriend calls Mitch calls Mitch. and she tells him off because now she's a different person. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, you know what? I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm going to go do those photos with Russell because <laughs> he's a skis and I want him to skis on me. And so she's having a hard time being sexy. Yeah. She starts out. And she's, like, <laughs> she's just being very very old-fashioned she's like it's strict parents everything you know it's, it's very interesting yeah oh you but grew up her, in a farm in indiana neat <laughs> neat uh, her dad died so she finally decided decided that when he was dead she could go out on her own and be an artist <laughs> <laughs> so neat. back at the apartment yeah neat Back at the apartment building, uh, there's, you know, the, the typical movie movie death scene, cops, ambulance, blah, blah, blah. They found Jonas dead. Uh, and so, and Elaine is there crying. And then she yep. goes off to look for her dog just because for blocking purposes, I guess. <laughs> um, paramedics take out the corpse and we get the, the classic movie, one burned arm falls Whoa, out of the stretcher. That's how bad an arm looks like. Imagine what the whole body looks like. <laughs> You'll have to imagine because there are very few effects on this movie. Uh, so this is the, the night of Paige's first nightgown walk yeah. with all the candles and the blowy things. And it looks like a meatloaf video. We know it's a dream because there's candles. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> there's so many candles. She would burn that place down if she left those burning at night. Um, she finds she finds the the board. And we get the iconic cover image of the hand coming through the Ouija board and grabbing That's a great throat. effect. It's absolutely awesome. It reminds me of uh, I I love the way that the that the lettering on the Ouija board stretches properly, and it's like yeah, it, it's just it looks it's just a really it's just really well done. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, Prom Night Two when they do the the like alphabet soup scene with the oh yeah yeah. And then all of the letters are sideways and cockeyed. And it's like, oh, my God, they actually were moving in three dimensions and then stopped. (laughs) It's just it's very cool. Um, So she wakes up and instantly starts sketching. So she hasn't she's had creative painting, according to Mitch. (laughs) 
These motherfuckers and their <laughs> inability to tell the difference between a sketch and a painting. She's and the not wardrobe, gonna cover and the wardrobe department too, because she's covered in paint too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe she gouached that whole thing before yeah. sketching on it. I don't know. Um, so she calls in sick to work, which she's never done before, because yeah. she's a good girl. Uh, and so she keeps sketching, sketching, sketching. Uh, Mitch comes to visit her in full uniform. And he's starting to realize that he was a jerk once. And she, now that he's seen that she's an actual artist, yeah, he feels like he may have reacted too yeah. soon. Oh, wait, you have talent? Oh, I guess you can be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't treat you like garbage anymore because you have some kind of talent. Yeah. Um, so she, before he leaves, she asks him to use his special cop powers to go look up Susan Sidney and find out how she died. I love I love how he they, he he agrees to it, but then he says it might take a couple days. Like really, mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple days. <laughs> I love to say that to people when I don't need to, just so that I can buy myself a couple of days for something. <laughs> yeah, I can clean the cat box. It's going to take a couple of days. Going to take a couple of days though. Got a lot of things to get to first. <laughs> Got a lot of things. Um, so they're now at the funeral, and Paige is dressed less conservatively at this funeral. Then she is in normal life. Oh, she so looks good. <laughs> we're already starting to see her, you know, blah, blah, blah. We get more backstory for characters that don't matter. We don't we find care. Out, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do we care that Elaine's parents died in 1969? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, that's the, that's the explanation of her hippie side, you know. Right. Kind of, sure. Like, she could also just be a fucking yeah, hippie. Fucking hippie. Yeah. You know, there are, you know, the, the dead were touring all through the eighties. I mean, like, you can just be a hippie in the early nineties. It was yeah. a thing. Fish was a band then. Whatever. All right. So we find out that Jonas was cheating with Susan. Uh, and, uh, and paid for the rent with sex with Jonas. Yes. So, that's what we've. That's so what again, we've says. learned that, and it's like, yeah, it's world building, I guess. But who cares? Jonas is dead. We, I guess maybe that moves on to why she killed her, if Elaine yeah. was the killer. Like just to justify that stuff. I think all of I think all of these things are just kind of because it's more set up like a mystery story than it is set up like a horror movie, <laughs> and so they're like, you know, we want to throw in all these little weird details to make sure that people are, you know, that we're sending them off in different directions. And giving yeah, I, them little clues. I, th- I think they did the mystery quest in the first one better. I think well, we so, too. We were talking last time, too, about what, what kind of movies these are, where they keep finding things. Like, this one's kind of a little too self-contained for that. They never, like, reach out or find anybody's mm. parents or anything like they were doing last right. time. Right. This is, this is totally different, because basically where the first movie... I mean, they had a much lower budget for this movie, even seven years later. This was a million and a half, seven years after the $2 million budget of the first one. Wow. So it's pr- that's probably half, you know, mm-hmm. given inflation. Inflation, yeah. yeah so, you know, they, they had to cut corners and just like constantly going to new scenes, like going to new locations, which they did in that first movie. Like that, that movie was just chock full of locations. Mm-hmm. And instead they just cut the chaff by being like, how about you go do this, cop? And he's yeah. just like their their magic device. He's okay. just sort of their their yeah. Deus ex machina. He's a phone call away, and you don't need to change any scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
turns out that Susan got kicked out of the house and she's still alive is what what our our little little photographer guy says. Um, and so Paige runs home to yell at her Ouija board that she's been cheated. And the Ouija board says, no, I am Susan and I was murdered and then spells out rifle cape. Yeah. Then pieces out right after spelling ah. rifle cape. I hate this. Yes, me too. Because <laughs> they set up the rules that spirits are horrible spellers. Right. But they never play fucking jumble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I absolutely agree. You can it's, misspell fireplace. You, you can't right. spell rifle cape. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely Reed, agree. I absolutely hate this too. I like if they had if they had in any way said the spirit world sometimes sends out jumbled letters. Sure. You yeah. know, even a little thing like that. But the only thing they've ever said is it they like, you know, there's typos, basically. And all they had to nope, do is have that not a typo. bookstore owner be like, say something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're horrible exactly. spellers. Sometimes they just jumble up all the letters in a word. Like just that one line would have fixed that. But they didn't. <laughs> nope. So. Uh, another phone call. There's no death certificate on file anywhere for her. Um, she gets fed up and she's like, the, this Ouija board is going out with the trash today. And then the Ouija board's planchette goes to no really no. fast in another beautifully shot scene like that. That little insert of the. Yep. So fucking cool. So cool. Um, so as soon as it goes to no. The shutters on her windows drop. She screams, and then we cut to an exterior shot of the building. Some amount of time passes, and then the landlady and Russell are there. Well, then she's dreaming again, right? Don't we get the dream uh, sequence that she screams? No, this is... I don't believe... we Did we have an actual dream sequence here? I thought we had another dream sequence, yeah. Oh, well, maybe. Wasn't that where they're all yeah. in her apartment talking together with the board? Yes, this is the. Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Yep. So they're at Paige's apartment. They keep referring to the sketch as a painting this whole time. And uh, (laughs) Russell doesn't believe in it, but he's like, Susan was a stripper, not an artist. And so they all decide to use the Ouija board. I I love this scene, too. I I don't know if this is an intentional joke or just where my mind went, but he was like, she wasn't an artist, she was an exotic dancer. And they're like, is she still alive? He's like, there's one way to find out for sure. I thought it was going to cut to a strip club. Like, them going to a strip club looking for this girl. Just to throw boobs into this movie. But they didn't. They just cut to them with a Ouija board. And I was just like, shit, was that a joke they were going for? Or am I just, like, strip clubs on the brain? Like, I couldn't tell if I was I a don't know, but that's fucking hilarious. I, that's, that would have been absolutely go. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if Band had been in charge, you know they would have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so she won't answer any questions from the landlady and Russell. Like they, they keep asking her questions and she refuses outright to say anything to them, setting up that there's some sort of bad blood between her and these two people. So making them both suspects. Uh, and she, but she does spell uptown and then spells, spells out two seventeen Parkwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. They start asking personal questions like, what's your middle name? Blah, 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 blah. And she starts getting agitated. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. (laughs) And it keeps doing that crazy back and forth thing that it does in these movies when they're agitated, going faster and faster. Uh, and then a mirror explodes. 
And then the landlady's like, okay, I'm good. Bye. Like, yeah. a, like a smart person would. <clears throat> I love that the, uh, that the 217 makes no sense, too. When they, when, they, when they find out why that was there, they're like, yeah, they were going to subdivide it, but then they didn't. But they had already mapped out the land. Like, how would Susan know that that was plot 217? From, like, I don't the know. blueprint of them. <laughs> it made yeah. no sense. Does she have that same Apple IIe that he was doing his amazing computer graphics on? <laughs> Enhance. 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 <laughs> Enhance. I found a number. I'm going to make this screen zoom into 217 bigger. Uh, now I'm going to get more knowledge by making the screen zoom into 217 bigger. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> we would have known. We would have known that it was 217 yeah. without them zooming in on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, but they do. Uh, so they grab a map and look for 217 Parkwood. Uh, the cop boyfriend calls and says she never contacted anybody after moving out. She has no, no record with a phone company, no record with a power company, you know. And at this point, our photo boy is looking pretty suspicious. Yeah. Um, so turns out they were actually looking for Park Woods, which is a stretch of woods. And they grab shovels and head out to <laughs> dig up a body somewhere in the woods. And, and get changed into less clothes to go out into the cold night. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, they cross over a, both a no trespassing sign and some barbed wire to get there. And uh, they get spooked by something in the woods. And then Mitch shows up. Fucking and then, Mitch is everywhere. And then Russell asked Mitch if that was him making the sound. Like... You mean on the other side of the field that you ran right. away from? Like, you, really, dude? Did you run three times faster than us yeah. around in a circle and then meet us? Called um, the secret cop sprint. Yeah. And so, so the cop goes to check on the noise and shoots the biggest fucking squirrel that the world has ever seen. He like holds it up and I'm like, I thought it was I, a cat. I thought it was a raccoon. And then Russ makes the Rocky joke from Bullwinkle there. Oh, great. You yeah. Rocky. I was like, Unless- could have been a possum, but then it has a fuzzy tail. So it was yeah. supposed to be a giant squirrel. I still Presumably. think it's a raccoon. <laughs> it could be. Um, all right. So Russell and Mitch fight kind of. And then eventually she leaves with Mitch. And then they have a really boring relationship conversation in the uh. car. And then we have another night. We have the second nightgown walk through the same set. And, but at the end of this one, she sees the Ouija board on a mirror table. She touches it and evil her reaches out like evil dead. Like evil dead too. Yeah. (laughs) And grabs her cut directly to Morris Arkoff's pan pipes magic store. Yeah. Run by uh, Marvin Kaplan, who's from mad, 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 mad world. And like literally every, Every comedy from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And also from Larry Blumeyer's awesome movie, uh, Dark and Stormy Night. I don't know that so. one. Oh, it's so good. It's the black and white dark house movie. You should totally see it. I'll lend you a copy. It is okay. one of... It's. I think it's his second best next to Lost Skeleton. Okay. Love, oh, love Larry, gotcha. Larry Blumeyer. Love him. Gotcha. Um, so... Uh, he says that Ouija, Ouija boards open a doorway uh, that all spirits say that they were murdered to be more interesting. Well, basically, that, just know. get a big first movie rehash here. 
with everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially, I I actually really liked his little bit about the about the murders, where it was like. All of the spirits are really bored on the other side. Yeah. And if you if you say that you died of a heart attack, they go boring. I don't want to fucking talk to you. But if you say you were murdered, then people are going to be more interested and they'll start yeah. talking to you. And so he was like, everybody says that they were murdered. That's no big thing. Um, I just thought that was a cool little bit. That is cool. Um, and that all spirits are liars. He doesn't know what rifle cape means. Uh, but they, but he does hand them an automatic writer, which is just a planchette with a marker jammed in it or a pencil or something. I love his little um, joke there, too, about that. She's like, oh, where did they invent this? He's like, what's today, the fifth? Oh, 3,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. I liked that. I love that dude. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, so he also hands them a complete history of the Ouija board. <laughs> the this book is gigantic- enormous enormous like yeah tome Russ Russ Uh, seems to be able to read it overnight (laughs) absolutely but he but she's like fuck this I know everything I need to know about Ouija boards because I'm using one right now and so she doesn't care Uh, this is where Mitch finds the parcel of land blah 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 and then uh, so Paige gets the idea that she can scrabble tile (laughs) <laughs> this yeah. rifle cape idea here. And so she just <sighs> writes it out and just keeps moving things around until it finally says fireplace. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I, mean, I said it already. If they just justified the jumble, it would have worked because it's cool. Like I, the whole time I was trying to figure out what a rifle cape could be, what it could be. Yeah. And then when it jumbled, yeah, I, like, mean, I would have never, I would have never thought it would have spelled fireplace. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. But like the setup It's also super work. smart. Yeah. Because because you assume it's rifle case. You're like, oh, it's going to be one letter off. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, look for the rifle case. It'll have the, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You assume that it's something like that. And it's like, oh, no, it's completely different. But and even after knowing they that they didn't even after hearing up, that they don't spell right, they, she never even thinks rifle case either. She never no, even which, like, says that it like maybe it, maybe they meant rifle case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. That is crazy because that is yeah. an actual that would be an actual clue if there was like a rifle case with a rifle missing from it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> this belongs oh, to somebody. Oh, rifle case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was just a little cape that they put on their rifle. Also, also really convenient. Um, so then we okay. have the ultra dumb chimney scene here where yep. she goes to the fireplace and reaches her arm up there and. Just like the last movie, it's, where somebody it's gets the their finger. the rehash of the pipe. Yep. Somebody gets their finger attacked by nothing in a pipe. She gets attacked by a nothing in the chimney, I guess. Yep. She's, oh, no. Ah. Oh, oh, I guess I'm fine. Oh, I guess nothing's grabbed me. <laughs> and then she doesn't even care. And she just rubs around in the fireplace. If something grabs you from your fucking fireplace, would you just be like, oh, huh, I don't know what that was. Oh, well. And then she start digging it again. Yeah, probably won't do it again. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, it doesn't. It doesn't. Why and she would that finds <laughs> she finds a thing that is one hundred percent not an earring. She finds a like she finds this big ass fucking crystal sun catcher thing that like, like you know somebody would old you hang it in a window hang in their window right. yeah yeah exactly like right next to this the spider is plant <laughs> not an earring. Yeah. That would be like, it's like a half pound of crystal that this woman would be wearing in her ear. She's very they, elegant. She's very elegant. Uh, 
yeah, but she does find this, and it is allegedly an earring. Mm-hmm. Phone rings, and Mitch has found Lot 217, and he's going to investigate. Yeah, but she can't He says, you are, you can't, this is cop stuff. If I find a body, it needs to be just me, because I'm a cop. Yeah. And I know cop stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Paige contacts Susan again, but using yeah. the auto writer. And this is kind of annoying, where she basically, her whole thing is just to, just to narc on her ex-boyfriend. She basically calls the Ouija board to be like, hey, Mitch is going to find your corpse. Yeah. That's that's it. Okay. And, and, then why, she and spells, why does she want them to stop finding the corpse either? Have you figured that part out? Why does Susan want her, him to stop? Why does she want him to stop? Could Susan not be able to possess if they find the body? Because that didn't even seem like it was a thing to me. Like, yes, it is. It absolutely was a thing. Because was. the Evil Dead scene at the end is her going back to her body so that they can they can exhume her, and then bury her on. Uh, they say okay. that they put. All- they say they put her to rest, so they're going to exhume her and put her in consecrated ground. I oh. mean, th- that's what I get from the line "put her to rest." Yep. So, that's my guess. It might just be. Freddie three talking, but that's my <laughs> assumption. Um, no stop so, motion skeletons in this one, though. No, that's, that's a real <laughs> shame. But this next camera shot is fucking cool. Are you this talking about like, through, the, through the through the suburban windshield? Yeah, yeah. This like they must have built some sort of like rig in the like in the road where they do the like the the camera pass through. So. So basically, they did, they did so much neat camera stuff in this, and this is yeah, all before. Absolutely. I mean, all these kind of camera moves are all—they do that now in movies. I noticed, but that's all fake, you know. Obviously, right. through this, like, yeah, these look really neat. I don't know what they did. But, yeah, uh, this this is a this is like the this is that typical thing that you do when you um, like when you're going into a house through a window in a shot, mm-hmm. and so you go like you bring the camera physically up with the lens brought all the way back. And then you go up to the window and then you extend the lens so that it looks like the you're going further. So you stop and then you look further in using ah. using a like a telephoto effect. Okay. So, you know, it's it's a cool it looks fucking awesome, but it yep. also had probably because of the way that the car has to stop and all that stuff, they had to do a bunch of crazy shit to make that work. Oh so yeah. Love that. Um so that thing happens. And then Mitch's accelerator gets stuck with ghost power. <laughs> yeah. And then I was... <laughs> Such a mundane they, car, car chase. <laughs> especially because they really started getting into some naked gun territory. They were getting so close when they started having like the kids in the middle of the street. Yeah. The, the crossing guard with the stop sign is like, oh no, I thought it was going to be like uh, like Batman 66 with the bomb where he's just going to be like, oh no, kids, scree! Oh no, ducklings, scree! scree! Now, oh no, a nun, scree! Oh yeah. Do you remember what movie it was we did where, again, this is where it was ringing flashbacks to me like we talked about this before, but we did another movie, right, where somebody's car got possessed or they couldn't stop it and they crashed into 976 uh, Evil 2. Oh, that's it. Yes. And then they crashed into the, uh, just a giant kerosene tank in the middle of nowhere. It exploded. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to yeah. happen here. Cause I just kept having flashbacks. Like we talked about this. 
But yeah, yeah. that's that's what I was thinking. But no, 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 no gas tank, a giant boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he takes a massive hit, which I would have very much assumed would have killed him. He goes 60, 70 miles an hour through a boat, flips the flips the jeep, smash, smash, smash. I think we were to assume that he died, but he turns out he was okay. Um, but at the same time he crashes, Paige is still using the Ouija board, and basically the second that we see his face inside the car losing consciousness, she loses consciousness. Which is a cool shot, but it doesn't really mean much. Like, yeah. I don't... Uh, I think it was just something that looked cool. Um, and now we get nightgown walk number three. Yeah. But this time the person walking is Susan. Oh. So it's a different nightgown walk. So same kid. <laughs> yeah. She's seeing. So now Paige is seeing herself as Susan. And she finally gets up to the top of the stairs, which has not happened yet in this, in her other ones. She gets up there and then. Stabbed repeatedly, violently, and she falls off the loft and lands on the glass table, on the mirrored table that she's that been That looked seeing. really cool. All very, very well shot. Mm-hmm. Really cool looking. Um, and so Russell now shows up and finds Paige passed out. And he's there and he has the Ouija board book and he has read all 20,000 pages <laughs> of this Ouija board Bible and he explains all of the laws of, of entrapment and all that. Basically, he, yeah, he goes into much further detail on what the first movie was about. Um, so he explains she's being entrapped. She's like, oh, it's Susan. He's like, no, it's not Susan. Susan's alive. Uh, and Russell has, has a handwriting sample that he's going to compare to the S. In, so... She has written the word stop with her automatic writing and he has brought in her lease I with her that, signature on it. I thought this was stupid. Are you telling me say, like, like a spirit writing through a Ouija board planchette is going to be the same kind of handwriting that they did with their fingers like all nice? And also what drove me crazy about this was, okay, sure, you use cursive to sign your name. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you write everything in cursive. Mm-hmm. I cursive I only use to sign my name. That's the only time I ever write in cursive, and so I would have done the same thing. I would have written an uppercase S, mm-hmm. like it would have looked like that. It wouldn't have been cursive. Yeah, and that was the only comparison they had was that it was a it was a cursive S versus a standard S, <laughs> and they're like, oh nope, totally not um, her. Yeah. <laughs> And so instead of breaking or burning or, you know, cutting it into pieces with an axe or whatever, they hand the board to the landlady. They hand everything, the automatic writer, board, planchette, and the, and the pad of paper. Let's say, throw this in the dumpster for us, servant. Yeah. Uh, and as their landlady, she's like, sure, I'll do that for you. Like guess I owe you for being your landlord. Um, and so she tosses the board and the writer, but then she looks at the pad of paper and hugs it to herself significantly. Weird. Yeah. This, she does not give any inkling of what this means. Like we find out, but we find out, but her, her expression or anything that she's doing is just like, she's like, I love this pad of paper. 
<laughs> I'm going to keep it. Like, cause this is the scene where one of two things would have happened in a normal slasher. She walks out in the dark. She gets killed. She walks out in the dark. She gets possessed by the Ouija board. She takes it back to her house and she keeps using it. Those yep. are the, those are your two trope moments. This totally throws those to the wind and goes a totally different direction. I want one of those other moments instead. <laughs> I kind of do too. Um, I, I like the tropes. I mean, it's why I'm a genre fan. I like those. I like those things. Um, so uh, we get another ghost point of view of Paige sleeping. This time it's the half naked Paige sexy again, I, going I, over. Again, her. Amy yeah. Dolan's isn't going to do nudity. We'll just get as much as we possibly can. Yep. It's like this underwear shot, the sheerest shirt they could find that wasn't like, see-through. Yep. This is a this is another thing that I kind of hated. I, I don't know. It, this might just be a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. When when they when people waste words on things like this when they're when they're writing a scene, this had this thing where she answers the phone, and they're like, "Yes, of course I remember you. You're Mitch's friend, who is also a police officer." Okay. Oh, Mitch is at the hospital. Yeah. Pick up the phone. Oh my God, Mitch is at the hospital. Click. Boom. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's how you do that. Uh, that you other thing. You have to start asking him about the family. Like. Yeah. Exactly. It just. How's the wife and kids? <laughs> it's it's not egregious. I just think it's like a probably just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so. Uh, Russell's going through her shots. Go yeah, going through his shots of Susan, and he keeps flipping through. One of the things that he doesn't even dwell on is that one of the photos is an exact duplicate of the painting. Yeah, with, the, with like, the triangle thing across the eye. Yeah. Yep. It looks exactly like it, and they just, oh, just kind of <laughs> flip over that and not even look at that for a second. That doesn't wig him out at all. <laughs> um, but then we get to like, oh, she was doing nudes for him, and that's kind of weird, and then flips over again, and then we see that she is wearing that earring, and it is... That earring is definitely a dead ringer for the the one that Susan was wearing in the photo. Oh my goodness, that was probably Susan. Landlady comes in. This part I didn't understand either. This moment, I I hate this because I hate the moments in movies where the person comes in and they're like, like with no backup by themselves, a woman will walk into like knock on the door and be like, close the door behind her, lock the deadbolt and go, I know you're the face eating maniac. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, I think you're probably the killer. Let me just be alone with you in a room and (laughs) confront you about this shit. So in her, in her implication, she's basically saying that she, you know, but then we, but then we know that she's part of the, the murder. That's so why, why would she behave like this? I don't understand like this. this scene. Why is she confronting him about the essence? Yeah. Right, because she would also want to cover up this murder. Yes, yeah, so because it's her of, murder. So none of the scene makes sense to me. I don't get it. <clears throat> okay, so I I understand his motivation. He just wants her to stop using the Ouija board because he's concerned. Yeah. and so it's just looking like. It's looking like it's looking bad for him. He's just basically doing things that are making him look guilty. Yeah. But his his heart's in the right place here. He's just basically trying to, you know, trying to get her off the Ouija board that she's addicted to. 
Um, but her, no idea. He, she comes in. She's like, look at this. I found the original lease. Her S looks just like that S. You forged that lease so that she wouldn't know. Again, I don't get it, but she nope. does. Um, so if she was the murderer, which I... I she think ha- she is. I, sure. I mean, <clears throat> but her behavior doesn't... Makes it sound like she doesn't know anything about it. Exactly. Unless we're supposed to think that, like she lives in her fantasy world, like he says, where that maybe could she be did it. it and doesn't even realize that she killed her. Maybe that's it. But they don't, okay. they don't spell it out. Yeah. And no. it makes no sense. <laughs> yep. So Paige digs through the dumpster for the board and grabs it, of course. <laughs> and she goes back upstairs and, and all she says is, what do you want from me? Yeah. Uh, and then we just get ghost POV going over. Oh, it's the landlady and walking her dog. Oh, she's going to get it. And then Russell shows up and it looks like Russell's presence scared off the ghost. Yes. Uh, And so the ghost goes back over to this construction site that's behind her. They're talking and then ghost class C license for operating Crane I love this. I don't <laughs> care if I don't care if the ghost can operate that crane or not. I goes. don't either. Yeah, and it, and it looks fantastic. And they it's just so good. they just swing a giant wrecking ball into the hippie standing by her VW bus and just knocks it out of the park. It looks great. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And they they even go to the the extent of because you get the shot from behind the the, the micro bus. Yeah, the and little- the. Dummy hippie legs. Yeah. (laughs) You see the dummy hippie legs are stuck. So it's like the ball stuck her head to to the bus, lifted it up off the ground, and just demolished it. It was beautiful. That was a that was just I mean uh, (laughs) one of the best kills. Um and the dog gets away, just for anyone who wants to make sure that the dog lives. Dog runs away and has a happy life elsewhere. Um So Paige leaves with the board just in time to miss a call from Mitch, who is somehow bloodied but unbowed from this fucking massive car wreck that would have killed anybody else. He's got a bruise under his eye. He discharged himself from the hospital and everything. And then then he just discharges himself. Uh, So she doesn't get to hear from him that the, the ghost tried to murder him. Uh, Paige gets into this freight elevator and I guess he, I guess Russell lives in a different building. Can you explain this? I can't. This, it's, it's, because harken, she, it's harkening back to the first one. We, we didn't know who lived where. Yeah. Cause she's like, she, she leaves her apartment and you're like, ah, where's she going? And then you see her go outside. Then she goes into this building that I thought was the building she lived in. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into a freight elevator goes upstairs and then she's at Russell's place. Gotcha. Whatever. But that, that is building's huge. That could have been in the same area, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so. Or it's no, so it's uh, what's his nuts? It's Russell's uh, photography studio. She goes to. Oh, that's a different place than his apartment. Yeah. Okay. I forget that people can afford to not work out of their houses. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, cool. So. Uh, Mitch arrives at Paige's apartment and he is such a good fucking detective 
that like a fucking Resident Evil game, his eyes go to the shiny object in the middle of the in the middle of the table, and it's like <laughs> card. Would you like to put this into your inventory? He picks it up and looks at it. He's like, aha, I know where I need to go. And so he sees the photography studio, and so he heads to the photography studio. Yeah. Um, back, back at uh, at Russell's place, he's got his photos, and he's like, "Why couldn't you just leave it alone?" And he spills all of his photos all over the floor. And and I don't like this because it seems so out of character for him. Again, like I said, people just change in this movie, and Russell started as this like nice guy, and he's even douchier than the cop is near the end of this. I mean. I get it. I think it's I just one of those cover his tracks, but it still seems like he's doing it ruder than he would. Like, but he's not covering his tracks. It turns out he isn't covering his tracks. Or right? he's covering the landlady's tracks. I think. Well, no, I killed this girl. He's, <laughs> I think. I think honestly, I believe he had nothing to do with it. He's not covering his tracks, and that these are all red herrings. That like. These actors are all great, but I mean, these turns that you need to do with this, you would need somebody who is an A plus level actor to be up there being like, you are, you're sad because she won't let go of the Ouija board because you care about her so much, but it also looks exactly like you're angry that she's about to find out that you killed somebody. Yes. Being able to, fuck man, that is like, that is some like... You say the dude from Leprechaun 3 is on the A-plus actor? <laughs> Again, I think all these actors are great, but but not, like, that type of great. Um, it's so weird that you can just walk around with this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, getting a tour of your house while we're doing this. I had to, I had to get some water. No, <clears throat> oh, nice. Listen, I have this giant Pac-Man pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll never run out. Oh, my God, I'm actually running out of water. Um, okay. So, uh, Paige locks herself in the dark room cause she's now, she sees that she sees the Upton or Uptown on the, on the back. It's, oh, it's stamped Upton. She's like, oh no, she oh, wasn't she saying Uptown. Name. Spelling Upton. I get it. Okay. So she must be saying that he's the murderer. So she locks herself in his dark room and she uses the Ouija to contact Susan. And in the same way where we're basically supposed to assume that he's concerned about her and he wants to keep her away from the Ouija board. It's not about hurting her or trying to keep her from telling his dark secret. Mm -hmm. He grabs a pickaxe that he just keeps in his photo studio like we all do. Yeah. And he fully shinings the door. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He even gets killed in the shining way later on. Yeah, he does. So, so he he's Halloran. pickaxing the door. Yeah, he gets Halloran. Uh, and while he's pickaxing the door, Mitch shows up and pulls a gun on him, gets him to stop. So, Russell says, Elaine killed, killed her. And so, this is another thing where, has he figured it out or did he know from the beginning? I want to say don't he knew. Know. I thought he helped hide the body. I thought that was a plot point, but it's so convoluted. Because, I mean, uh, the ghost um, ghost page even says, ghost Susan, when she comes out, says she, she has says no beef he, with him. Yeah. And so if he didn't hide the body, or if, if he did hide the body, then she would have a beef she with him. She would still have beef with him. Yeah. Yeah, she would. And she doesn't. So I think I think he's completely innocent. Um, but again, I, 
I think he's supposed to have just figured this out using his amazing sleuthing skills. Mm-hmm. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. He explains that basically uh, Susan wants to possess Paige now that she's gotten through and she's she's done her revenge. She wanted to kill these two people. Once those two people were out of the picture, now she's like, oh, I could also just go back into the real world. And so she wants to possess Paige. Did she have Obviously, to kill those people to get back in the real world? Because it seems like she would have a better chance of surviving in it if she didn't do all this fuckery with killing everybody. Yeah, but she really, she wanted, I think, I think the idea was originally just revenge. And then mm-hmm. eventually she got, she got her revenge and then she was like, ooh, I could get my hooks into, into, into Paige enough that I could take over her body and take over her life. Gotcha. I think. Um, I don't think that was the, the idea right out of the gate. So, um, so, uh, Susan walks out of the dark room. She is now Susan 100%. This is another confusing part because I don't get it. I don't understand what the ghost's powers are in this world. They're very unclear. She is now in her own body. She is now, she is Susan. Yes, but she looks... People... And she even people says recognize that. her as Susan. Yes, everybody sees Susan. They don't see Paige. However, when, uh, what's his nuts, Russell's got the gun pointed at her, and she's all like, go ahead, shoot. You'll be shooting Paige. And then he right. does. But then she's yes. vanished. Like, I mean, he shoots her three <laughs> times point blank. There's nowhere for her to go unless she vanished, in which case she wouldn't be in Paige's body. She'd be a straight ghost. Right, and there's a big and there's a big wooden plank right where he's shooting, and there are no holes in it. No. So where the hell <laughs> the bullets go? <laughs> Maybe that's another ghost power. Ghost bullet. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. Now so we just get. Oh. <laughs> this is where we turn to uh, um, prom night two and three. We yeah. Get the, uh, we get the the Freddy Krueger like quips and puns. Oof. Like, hey, officer, thanks for dropping by, and then throws him out a window. <laughs> this was too much. So he, <laughs> yeah. goes out the, he goes out the window and somehow manages to catch his leg on a power cord. And it well, wraps throw, around he, his She throws him, he lands on his feet, and then Buddy hops out the window after landing on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> no. Sure. But he's now hanging from some sort of power cord and swinging yeah. just like it, it was so Critters 3 oh, or yeah. Critters 2. I think it would have been <laughs> Which one was it? more. Uh, three, I think. Three. Wait. Yes. Fuck, now the you're lady, me too. I can't recall. Uh, no, it is because the, the next one was in space. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it would have been much more effective if, if she just threw him out the window and he landed into a dumpster and then climbed the fire escape back up. Instead of that whole yeah, this was this was the electrical cord. It was just stupid. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it and was it, the hard to buy because, like, yeah, she threw him, landed on his feet, and then it's like he must have hopped again. Yeah, it's it's too it's unfortunately it stretches disbelief even in a movie like this too far. Yeah. It's just too exactly what would have had to happen. Like one in ten trillion times, this would have happened this way. And then she does another pun too. I can't remember what it is. I don't know if you ever written down. I yeah, don't. She's, she's full of them. <laughs> yep. All those dumb one-liners. Yeah, we only get a little bit of Freddy Krueger out of her, which is too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Russell's got the gun, and Mitch is trying to swing himself free. 
He's like swinging back and forth, <laughs> trying to get to the fire escape, which should be a comedic moment in any other movie, but they managed to not play it for, for laughs. Uh, Russ and Susan square off. They do the, you know, don't shoot me or shoot her, blah, blah, blah. And Mitch gets to the fire escape just in time for that cable to break. Like, oh, it breaks and it throws him right to the... Oh, whew. Got it. Again, it's like a quick time event in a video game. Yep. Um, and so... He pressed Russell fast enough. <laughs> he just did it just fast enough. Russell gets pickaxed in the stomach by Susan. And uh, Mitch finally gets back up to the to the room, which is now like crazy strobing with all of the lights going off intermittently. Uh, and finds Russell dead. Mitch grabs Susan and just starts punching her in the face. <laughs> well, he elbows her. He does that like sucker punch elbow thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, here, there's one part here that bothered me because uh, again, ghost rules. He's yeah. technically punching Paige, but then yes. like when she switches back to Paige for a second, like her face isn't bloodied whatsoever. Right. Despite no, like I can understand Ghost Susan not having any blood. I think it would have been really effective if it cut back to Paige and her face is all like beat up. Be like, what are you doing? That, like, cause they're that would have been so much better yeah. if he had actually, and then he would have had a moment of self-reflection where he's like, oh, oh fuck, shit. what am I doing? Yeah. And that would have put him off guard for whatever she does next, mm-hmm. which would have explained why he was taken so, so by surprise because he's upset that he's been punching his girlfriend in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I agree. Um, so, we finally get to the scene that is in all of these movies. <laughs> Mitch fight, is on the fight floor. Fighter, fighter, you can, you can, fighter, take, control. You can, you can take control of your whole body. <laughs> yep. So Susan is holding, uh, or Paige is holding Susan back from murdering him with the pickaxe. Uh, and then just like part one, she gets control just quick enough. And then the weapon gets turned on the Ouija board, which should have happened from moment one. And she puts the pickaxe through through the, we, the Ouija board. We, we get this very weird Ouija board explosion effect, too. Yeah. The, the wooden uh, poltergeist. Board like stone. Yeah. 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 It, ex- it literally explodes. And then, like, we get a poltergeist thing where, like, we get the, the ghost going around the room and blowing up the all the lights and everything. And, you know, it flies around. But then it evil deads out the window at the end. <laughs> like Oh, evil deads big time. Yeah, and that was a long Full ass on. shot too. It was, and that's—I mean—that's why it was cool. Like, if it had been an Evil Dead ripoff, and they'd gone like, you know, <laughs> two hundred feet or whatever. Yeah. Sure, that was like two miles. Yep. They like they Evil Deaded forever, which rules. You think that was shot on um, a helicopter? Is that what they did for that? Uh, Fly it in and oh hit it God. in reverse. Because I mean, you can't build that much of a cable pulley shit through the sky. I wouldn't think. I didn't notice how far up they were. Yeah, yeah maybe they, were high they did. The sky. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. I wonder. Looks or it cool. could have been if they had a if they had a uh, a crane dolly, one of those on a truck, they could have put it in reverse. And so oh, filmed yep. it going the other way and they could have driven up to the building and then extended the winch and then put it up <laughs> as they were going. Which would have been kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Sounds Either like way, reci- looks- that sounds like a recipe for getting clotheslined by a uh, power line. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it looked fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, and so next day, Paige is moving out. Susan's body was found and laid to rest. Blah, blah, blah. And we get our, our trash guys 
doing their little tag at the end. What? But but they're the same characters, right? Are supposed to be. One of the guys says, "Like you and Linda finally had the baby." Oh my god, that's right. But then they find the planchette and they're like, "Oh, it's one of those things from a Ouija board." You know that thing that almost killed us last movie? Like they don't bring that up at all. They're just yeah, like, that's oh, weird. weird. Huh. Yeah, so I just I just found it very jarring that they didn't. It's almost like they reprised their characters, but then forgot everything about the first movie. Like they oh, don't yeah, make it a reference. Let me pick that up. And be like, dude, seriously. Put that down. <laughs> <laughs> right. If they were good, if they were gonna really do that and really like nail home the fact that it was the same characters, <laughs> it would have been him grabbing a shovel and smashing it to pieces yeah. on the ground and just and, and then like having to be hauled happened. away from yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. And it makes sense uh, because one of them was a rich guy too from the wine factory or the wine yep. family. Why the hell would he be a trash man now? None of this makes I sense. I do not know. No, it doesn't make any sense. But I do love. I love the ending so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. They just basically go, uh, what was the line? Uh, so you don't really think these things work, do you? Yeah. And then the automatic writer goes, and it writes yes on the, on the top of the trash can. Beautiful. Great ending. Again, Last great movie ending, had a great but ending. Like stupid. Cause like, yes, those guys know that it works. <laughs> right. I mean, they could be anybody. Maybe they're playing different characters who happen to have the same named wives. <laughs> Sure. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, man. Great fucking movie. Yep. Great, great movie. Um, Again, I do think that I like the first one better. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, but this was cool. This was, it was a fun watch. And it's another one that apparently I haven't seen for years. I didn't remember anything about this while I was watching it. I like this one. I've watched watched this again just a few years ago. Yeah, so I was really stoked that I got to see it again, too. So, awesome. So thanks for doing that, and we can do... Let's just do part three. Fuck it. Unless Finish it's just it. so fucking yep. terrible. I'll find I mean, out. Even if it is terrible, let's just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. Awesome, man. Wow, this is a, a really long one. We have a new recording technology that I'm trying out, so hopefully I didn't fuck this whole thing up and, uh, and we'll have a, a decent sounding podcast for this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast at Coast City Comics. Uh, and, and I am at Awkward VHS Fiend. <laughs> and also, uh, if you've made it this far through, uh, rate and review us. It is very helpful to getting other people to find the podcast. So we would definitely appreciate that. We've had... Uh, we had a bunch of new people, I think because of quarantine, we seem to have a bunch of new people who've jumped on. So that's very nice. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, so welcome to new people. And eventually we'll go back to normal sounding podcasts. And It'll I, be great. Pull the Witchboard 3 here. Check this oh, out. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, At least it's got a really nice cover. Yeah, it's a very nice cover. And uh, yeah, and if anybody wants to hear some more of me, I was on my buddy's uh, YouTube show, Stir Crazy, the other day, which is quarantine cocktail making. Uh, we just got liquored up together and, and shot the shit off for about three hours. And so that's chopped in. But uh, look up the show Stir Crazy, my, my buddy Austin. Uh, his YouTube channel is uh, Creme Dementia. And uh, that's you can find amazing. that. Yes, that, that was fun. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I guess the only thing left that I have to say is still we're, we're in the middle of quarantine and my shop is closed uh, to the public. So I'm making all my money through mail order. We've got uh, the, we've got the authorized Black Roses shirt. 
that has been selling like hotcakes ever since Yasmina from Witchfinger has posted about it. We actually, <laughs> I can't sell them to save my life, but for some reason, people yeah, she, care what she's, she's, a, she's a great t-shirt person. She is really good at it. Um, so awesome. We were getting some of those sales and we have the Funbox Monster yep, shirt as well. You your own Funbox Monster podcast. shirt drawn by our friend Brandon. That yeah. came out good. Garish colors yes. picked out by yourself. Really garish. Yeah. Really wonderfully garish. So yeah, yes, enjoy garish, those right? things. Buy a fucking shirt. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next time see you next with uh, Witchboard 3. Witchboard 3, whether it's good or not. Yeah, awesome. All right, Matt. Have a good Thanks. night. It's great to see you. Take it yeah. easy. Thanks.